night, folks. I'm Alan Watt, coming through the Matrix. And sure enough, some of us have seen the future, and it is definitely murder. It's been murder for quite some time, in fact, but just quieter. And we're talking to Dan from Colorado, who was asking the question, which some of the New Agers ask, because they're taught not to look at the negative, and just think positively in their own little lives, their own personal lives will be just hunky-dory. And they don't see the big express train coming up behind them, as they have the Sony Walkman earphones on. They don't want to know. And, and the answer, as I was saying to Dan, is that, uh, it, well, number one, I, people ask me about the truth. I do ask them. I said, do you really want it? Do you really think very carefully if you want the truth? Because once you open Pandora's box, there's no stopping it. And it's going to change you drastically. It's going to make you not only uh, see the world differently, but yourself as well. Because you'll reevaluate everything that you ever knew, including your opinions about yourself. Because it comes down to the self, ultimately. Who are you and what are you going to do about all of this now that you know? And you'll have no peace. And you will lose friends and you, you might even lose your, your, your mates as well. That's pretty common. So the thing is, nothing can change this without people understanding not just the basics, as I'm talking about here tonight, but the complexities and the intricacies of it all and your own personal part in all of it, too. Because they say that you're the microcosm in a sense, and you are. And what is true in all ages is that it's the individual that starts off the rippling effect. Uh, this is the big factor that they, they hate at the top. They want a world where everybody, no individual excluded, uh, will be monitored and understood and controlled perfectly. Up until now, the occasional individual here and there in every generation uh, can pop up and start saying that the king has no clothes in such a way that the public suddenly understand and the spell is broken and that they, their, their intentions are diverted for a while. We can divert this big scheme. And you can only do it by knowing what's happening. Because if we don't, it's a horror show. Literally a horror show. This, this society they're bringing in, this, this global plantation with a reduced population. And if you really understood what they've already done to the public, uh, to make them sick, for instance. Sick people make bad spouses. They're not good material for meeting up with someone. And they decided a long time ago that the population reduction programs, they take Africa down quickly. But with the West, because there's more power there and there's more communication, they'd have to do it slowly. And so they decided to put out all these uh, diseases that would make people sick and the chronic fatigue and all the rest of it. And lo and behold, we had one thing after another hitting the general public out of nowhere uh, that had all the, the, the lower doctors scratching their heads. Uh, Epstein-Barr virus and a whole bunch of things which certainly did initially hit mainly the female population and now it's coming into the male population too exactly as they said they've been doing hellish things to the public because you can't tell the children what you're doing to them we're treated like children they can't come out and tell us if they asked us all uh, 20 years ago to start reducing the population uh, and by starting with ourselves, well, no one, no one would step forward and volunteer. So they do it. 
And that was the whole point of creating the Royal Institute for International Affairs, a parallel government, because they said that democracy and the bickering with politicians and, as I say, the irreconcilable factors amongst groups within society were just too different, too, too much at odds, and they were at loggerheads with each other. They could not get their big agenda through. Therefore, the parallel government would not be responsible to the public, and it could steamroll ahead and bring in their new world order. That's what's been happening. Are you still there, Dan? Uh, yes, I am. Thank you. Uh, yeah. I'm, let me finish with my uh, questions. I know you have other callers. So quickly, uh, is there a, a way to contact you? I know that you're in Canada, but I haven't been able to seem to locate you there. Uh, do you have a contact number? Are you open for contact? You have to email me. I have emailed you, and I have seen on your site that you're behind in your responses. Uh, you might recall mine. I ended my email with the uh, stop. You're scaring the children. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. at any rate, I, I, I understand that. So my next question is, how do I access, because I heard you mention that you have 10 years of archives. I haven't been able to find them on your site. Oh, I've got, I've got lists of books and so on, but uh, generally yeah, I, I talk to people bit. first, yeah. Because, uh, I mean, I've had people, I've been sitting here for years, like a reference library, being a reference library to people, and I used to get pumped with question after question, only to find out, by the way, that certain of them uh, were passing this information on to big authors who were publishing it in their books. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So no, I stopped no, no, doing no, no, all no. that. Yeah, oh, I, I, I understand, and, and uh, you know, my suggestion is you need to write your book. Uh, yeah. But so, so do you have uh, 10 years of archives available on your site? I have them somewhere, but I, I, I don't know if I put them on the site. I had them up originally, well, but I took them all down. Well, I've everything on there that, 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 uh, that, that was that's on there so far, and uh, it, it's just amazing. Uh, but now, finally, my, my question is this, and I want to kind of I'm, maybe it, it's new age-ish, but I, I would like to end this uh, on, on a sort of a, a hopeful note. Um, you know, in in the system as a whole, there's duality. Yep. And, you know, there has to be a duality. Uh, it, that, that's how the world is structured. But I don't see the, the, uh, the opposing force to this. Mm-hmm. So, I, uh, if, you know, if they're there, they're, they're, they're you know, extremely secretive. Uh, I've never heard of them or heard any reference to them. And so I'm asking you, if anyone would know, I, I'm, I'm hoping it might be you. Is there a duality here? Is there an opposing force? To this, since since the 1100s, this has been going on. Uh, the yep. 1600s, it, it, it was in full swing. But there must have been, or there, just according to nature, there has to be a duality. So, is there an opposing force to this? There's an opposing force, and it generally expresses itself with individuals coming out to society as an individual. That's right. Because but ultimately, against, against ultimately see, you're still thinking in groups. You're still, you're still thinking in the old-fashioned way of, of, of the group think. Uh, now, I've never said, I've never ever said I would be a cheerleader for society, for the ordinary people. I, I, I'm not kidding you. Because everyone on this planet is making the decision to know or not to know their whole life long. They hear all the mainstream blurbs that you and I hear that should get them thinking. But they're making decisions each day not to listen, not to, to remember it, uh, and not well, even think about it. So, so it boils down to an individual war primarily to begin with, not well, a group well, thing. Completely, you know, in that case, we're outnumbered because we're dealing with an organization. You're still, you're still thinking in numbers. 
but, but well, I'm thinking particularly about you know the group that was put together in the 1100s that 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 maintained its hold and is continuing in its end game today. And so I was wondering, was there some other perhaps secret type of organization that that's actually working against their goal? Well, if there was a secret organization, I'm sure it would never mention it on mainstream. Well, that's just it. Video. Exactly, exactly. But I was just wondering, is it even you know there? Uh, it, it, um, I know there there's a couple of organizations uh, that do exist in the world. However, as I say, I would, I would never, I'm sure, it would stay the same as I say, that it's not, it would not be here to save the majority of the public. People must make their own decisions. you understand that? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. People must and, make their own decisions. And, and, and even when they're running around enjoying themselves, thinking they're being normal, Comparing that to everyone else they know as being normal, uh, uh, that there is a decision right there. If they turn r around and look at the destruction they're causing in their own lives, look how chaotic and dysfunctional it all is as they're all having fun. Because the government has taken over the roles of families completely. Well, I Com guess I completely, choose, you know. I, yeah. you know, uh, I choose uh, uh, to believe uh, uh, in, in the, uh, the law of, of duality. And uh, there must be an organization there, and uh, perhaps, uh, you know, it, it comes out um, in people like yourself. Uh, I would say that you are the, the, the literal expression of, uh, of, of the theme of the movie They Live. Uh, your information is putting the glasses on people so they can see the reality uh, that they think is reality, which is really a contrived reality, and by being normal, uh, they're falling into the trap and they're playing the game uh, that they want them to play. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm uh, honored to have spoken with you. Uh, I'll continue uh, my efforts uh, with the email. Perhaps you'll run across mine. As I said, it ends with a stop. Alan, you're scaring the children. Uh -huh. listen, it's yeah. a pleasure talking with you, sir. And happy to call again. And same Thank to you. Bye now. Goodbye. And now we've got Scott from Florida there. Are you there, Scott? Yeah, hey, Alan. How's it going? Not so bad. Yeah. Hey, I got a, a question for you. Uh, I've been studying a lot of this stuff uh, since 93. The first book I read was uh, Behold a Pale Horse by uh, William Cooper. Yeah. And, um, you know, and then later on he died and, you know, was killed, and that was a whole debacle in itself. But one of the things I realized, like you were saying earlier, is that, uh, you know, in order – their plan to eliminate the population came down to a lot of these – diseases and stuff that were created at the same time now they have us poisoning ourselves you know with cigarettes and the water we drink the food we eat um you know pretty the air we breathe and everything else um you know the cancer rate is just out of control you know i know a couple people off you know that i know personally that have it right now um now uh do you like your belief, do you feel that it's survival of the fittest, that, you know, those that are immune, that have the immune systems, will be the ones that survive and, and you know, will move into the future? Or do you feel that we should be, like, moving towards, you know, growing our own, you know, having our own farms with our own hydroponic systems and growing our own food and living next to clean water sources and, you know, like spring water and, you know, trying to find, you know, clean areas to live in. Yeah. Well, the latter one, sure. I mean, because you try and do that regardless. 
it doesn't matter how good your immune system is or how how well endowed your genetic system is to resist it with what these characters plan to release on the public no one really uh, who's, who has been given standard inoculations is going to survive there will be true inoculations for those at the top I'm sure but not for the people down below and uh, but definitely uh, being away from people who will be contaminated that's a, that's a, you can't go into town without catching the, the flu or the cold these days because people are taking these inoculations at the bottom level and that they're actually uh, they become breeders, that's what they call them in science, they actually start breeding the virus and they shed them wherever they go uh, so if you can get away from towns and people uh, and uh, go in as, to town as little as possible, uh, you definitely stand a better chance if when they start giving out the plagues, which they will do. That's definitely on the cards. In fact, a lot of the management techniques they're using right now, supposedly emergency management, is all to do with plagues uh, and containment of plagues. So basically we should be trying to move to an island somewhere and just... Starting our own like hydroponic systems and own uh, energy systems to live on, and you know, and everything mm-hmm. else. That's probably going to be the future. The, the future definitely is to have uh, a supply of good water and good food. Uh, it's essential. That's your prime things for survival: good, good food and water. Yeah, and I'm everything, everything else is secondary. Gonna, but I would tell yeah. people is don't go overboard with technology. I, it's a matter of learning how to live. Uh, as your grandparents and great-grandparents live with much, much less less wastage too. Uh, and it can be done much more simply uh, because we're not going to have access in the future to... You, you look at how the energy is going, going to go sky high. They're going to double, triple electricity, maybe quadruple it. Uh, all of this is coming down the pike. So you know you can't use their system. I, I keep telling people this. You cannot use this system to fight their system. You can't do it. They gave us the entire system. We're interdependent on their system. And so we've got to get out of their system if possible and live on much, much less. And I'll tell you, that's another thing too. Most of the public could never do that today. I know that. I know that. All right, Alan. Well, hey, thanks a lot. That's, thanks for calling. It. Okay. Back after these messages. Great host, great topics, free speech at its best. This is We the People Radio Network. He's five foot two and he's six feet four. He fights with missiles and with spears. He's all of 31, and he's only 17. He's been a soldier for a thousand years. He's a Catholic, a Hindu, an atheist, a Jain, a Buddhist and a Baptist and a Jew. And he knows he shouldn't kill, and he knows he always will. Kill you for me, my friend, and me for you. He's fighting for Canada, he's fighting for France, he's fighting for the USA. 
he's fighting for the Russians and he's fighting for Japan, and he thinks we'll put an end to war this way. And he's fighting for democracy, he's fighting for the Reds. He says it's for the peace of all. He's the one who must decide who's to live and who's to die, and he never sees the writing on the wall. But without him, how would Hitler have condemned him at Laval? Without him, Caesar would have stood alone. He's the one who gives his body as a weapon of the war, and without him, all this killing can't go on. He's the universal soldier, and he really is to blame. His orders come from far away no more. They come from here and there, and you and me, and brothers. Can't you see? This is not the way we put the end to war. Hi, Alan Watt, cutting through the matrix, and ain't that the truth, eh? Isn't that the truth that is with the complicity of the general public that this whole agenda can go forward into the hell that's been planned for the public? What a dilemma and what a paradox indeed. They need the consent of the general public to carry out every part of their mission to take over the whole planet so that a few might own it. And those who do the jobs at the bottom are generally just ordinary people from the lower classes and armies and so on who want to be respected. And that's the one thing they're told in society that they'll be respected suddenly if they put on a uniform and go off and kill whoever they're told to kill. And unfortunately, a lot of them today like it because they're brought up in the most debased society that's been created by the culture industry, which was run by the CIA, intentionally to get a generation with no morality as such, the state would give them all their morals or lack of them. They brought up on video games where they enjoyed killing because that's the whole purpose of video games is just to go through it all and kill, kill, kill. And they're given real guns to go and do it. Uh, sad comment on the state of people today, but that's the truth. That's the truth of it. None of this horror show could proceed without the complicity and the acquiescence of the general public. Now we've got Jeff from Iowa on the line. Are you there, Jeff? Yes, I am, Alan. I talked to you and you get all the snow we sent up there for you. Oh, I've got plenty of snow indeed, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah, you're exactly right on uh, on the people there. I, I know someone that uh, got a job at a license station and I was just, I wasn't surprised, but it, just, it always shocks you. Um, yep. She comes back, and the first thing out of her mouth is, you know, ha, 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 now I have the power to take these people's licenses away from them. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's how the system works, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, uh, I told someone the other day, it was, a, it was very funny, uh, I told her I didn't watch television. And you'd have thought I just told her that, you know, I kill people for a hobby. Yeah. And the look on her face was just absolutely dumbfounded. It was like, you don't? Yep, that's right. And it's, it's just crazy. You see, you're lucky she didn't report you as a suspicious character to, to the to the terrorist groups, you know, that in terrorist groups. 
Yeah, that's not that's not so funny, actually. Mm-hmm. No, that could happen. Yeah. Yeah, and it will eventually on certain things. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, another person that, that I've been talking to, I've, I kind of got them to not watch television, and they and they've gotten kind of off of it for about a couple of months. And it's interesting talking to them just to see that they're noticing different things that they never noticed before. And this person's pretty intelligent. But, um, you know, she mentioned it to someone, and his reaction was, you know, well, what do you do, work 24 hours a day, you know? And she's like, wasn't that an odd reaction, you know? And, you know, she doesn't understand the whole picture, but starting to see a lot more things, which is, it's kind of interesting to notice that, you know, the bad part is... Yeah, it definitely is. The bad part is you you also have to watch people that you know that, you know, you can't penetrate, which is still the most amazing thing, even though you find out how it works, is that you know, something that seems unbelievably obvious to you, mm-hmm. they they can't even, they won't even look at it, you know, and can't see it. And, they can't grasp it, no. Yeah, See, Brzezinski, terrible, Brzezinski said this. Brzezinski said that in his book uh, Between Two Ages. He said that that shortly the public will be unable to think for themselves, and that they will really truly believe that the media is there to do their thinking and their reasoning for them, and and so they'll give up their their ability really to to reason and think. Well, that's been successful. Yeah, that's that, what you're that, saying. That, that, I would say that's per, that's very complete because that, that's exactly what happens. I have a question for you. On uh, I'm about halfway through Jacques Delors' book, uh, The Technological Society. Yeah. Which is which is pretty good. He pretty much goes through everything in there as well. But when he mm-hmm. talks about when he talks about the machinery and technique, he does speak about technique as a kind of a a, a separate sentient enemy entity that that will go its own way no matter what. And he also talks about it forming. You know that technique will form an aristocracy with secret societies. Is, if you've read other books, is is he actually talking about kind of two parallel things, or is he is he inserting machinery and, and technique a little bit to mean the, the controlling elite? Yeah, he's, he's talking about the controlling elite. He he knew the controlling elite. That's why he could write so much about the truth. <laughs> So he's quite right too. You see, we the one thing we don't want to talk about in this society, uh, especially during the and then after the Cold War, was the fact that we have a class society. And in all ages, you have a class society, at least beginning with the advent of money that allowed an elite to rise above the common people, and then get the common people to support them. Uh, we don't like to talk about the class society, the class system, but it's alive and well. And it works very, very well indeed. And so those who rise up the top uh, will always form the little clubs and, and societies. And then the, the ones who are wealthier uh, get worried about those down below them. So they, they, they get institutions, they form institutions and pay them to try and project the future, to keep a, a grab, a, a hold on things, so that they never lose their authority and position and their, their wealth. So that, that part is standard. So technique will always emerge in a moneyed system uh, which allows the rise of of, uh, of uh, classes above the common people. Yeah. And he does talk about money being the vehicle and the prime mover in, in enabling all of this. 
all of it. The, the, nothing, the, even even the ability for uh, um, an intelligentsia uh, uh, to, a class to arise in ancient times was only because they'd already uh, they were using money and they had slaves and uh, the money goes upwards most of the money goes upwards to keep those at the top in, in comfort and wealth and they have leisure time uh, and even the word school comes from scholar from the Greek which means leisure uh, and so it's only the leisurely ones who could learn anything and they can have time to study and observe that's how it works hold on we'll finish this after the following break okay.
as I end here, <clears throat> if you don't mind, um, if I could read maybe a paragraph out of the Impact of Science on Society. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. And I'd recommend everybody to, as you're going through uh, the blurbs, write down the books, and, and I'm sure most of you probably want to do this anyway, but you kind of have to learn this stuff for yourself because it, it opens up in a proper manner for you, I think. But uh, And you'll also hear most of the stuff that Alan said as well um, going through it. But he even says that uh, we know now that the, that limelight and the brass band do more to persuade than can be done by the most elegant train of syllogism. Yeah. That's just one sentence. But here's the paragraph on where he worked with the schools. <clears throat> and I like how these guys write things. They tell you the truth, and then they tell you it's complete doublespeak. And it's really obvious to read, but most people don't think when they read. And yeah. it was interesting in his... his uh, his book, Education and the Good Life, yep. which I'd recommend for anybody that's going to educate their children because it gives both sides of the coin in that one. Mm-hmm. He'll tell you how to educate someone and how not to. <clears throat> but uh, uh, he goes on to say, uh, he goes on he goes on to say here to talk about how people are, are influenced. He goes, it may be hoped, and interesting word hope, that in time anybody will be will be able to persuade anybody of anything if he can catch the patient young and is provided by the state with money and equipment. And then he goes in, this subject will make great strides when it is taken up by scientists under a scientific dictatorship. Mm-hmm. An axer, uh, let's see, an axagorist maintained that snow is black, but no one believes him. The social psychologists of the future will have a number of classes of school children on whom they will try different methods of producing an unshakable conviction that snow is black. That's kind of funny because he did it. Various results will soon be arrived at. First, that the influence of home is obstructive. Second, that not much can be done unless indoctrination begins before the age of 10. Third, that verses set to music and repeatedly intoned are very effective. Fourth, that the opinion that snow is white, and I love this economic economy always comes into this, that snow is white must be held to show a morbid taste for eccentricity. But I anticipate it is for future scientists to make these maxims precise and discover exactly how much it costs per head to make children believe the snow is black and how much less it would cost to make them believe it is dark gray. Yeah, that's a fact. Uh, And it's true enough, they're now indoctrinating them so much into the green, 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 save the planet, that they'll come forward and, and voluntarily be sterilized because they'll believe everything they're told. So that's yeah, the next and step. That, yeah. And that's just terrible. And then as far as the uh, like the spray program and HARP, he does mention yeah. here that energetic people become rebellious, quiet people become apathetic. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's and, right. And I thank you for your time, Alan. I hope, uh, I hope you have a good uh, few weeks ahead and get through the winter here. Yes, we'll all hope for the same thing for each one of us. Yeah. Uh, we'll call again. To you and, and thank you. Thanks for calling. Now we've got, I think it's Mohammed from Oregon. Are you on the line? Hello? Yes, uh, of course. Uh, thank you very much uh, for taking my call, uh, Mr. Allen. I would yeah. like to uh, talk about Mr. Putin, uh, about uh, the recent... Uh, very German uh, uh, interview developed uh, with the institute, with, with the head of the institute, a strategic of Russia. 
they say that Russia is under four kings which have a Jewish background. Oligarch, Mir, Berzuski, Kuzuski, Abramovich, and Khodorovsky. And all of them have Jewish uh, background. And they own the government of Russia. And Putin owns 37% of uh, stock of oil and gas. Right now it values about $20 million. And all including Putin owns 4.5% of Gazprom uh, he owns. And also he has 50% of the stock of the gun war, which is looking to uh, find oils for other places. And uh, just last year, $40 million they put into the gun war, and they got $8 million uh, profit uh, uh, for that. And also, uh, Putin uh, is going to give the uh, uh, presidency to another person, which is like him, they are in the same group um, uh, of mafia, and then he's going one step backward. And I would like your opinion about that, please. Well, it's no big secret I mean, that the Bolsheviks primarily came out and were funded. They're part of a revolutionary group. Uh, Britain set up revolutionary groups within every country. In fact, World War I was kicked off uh, by, uh, it, was, it was called the Young Turks. It was a Young Turk student that was in there at the time that killed the uh, Archduke uh, Ferdinand. And they had a young Italian group, but they also had the young, the young uh, they called it the Hebrew group at that time in the Soviets, uh, the pre-Soviet system. And they became the bold Bolsheviks. And then they sent Lenin in eventually uh, as the head of the World Revolutionary Party to became the Communist Party. And, and it was a coup that happened. Uh, they, they took over. There was already a revolution in Russia for socialism, and there was different socialist parties. And, and the Bolsheviks, who were well-financed and well-trained, uh, took over. And about 200 families ran Russia all through the, the Soviet era, and, and most of them were indeed members of this revolutionary uh, group, but still working in concert with, with London, in fact, who, who started them up in the first place. Uh, Putin's real name, I think, is Zimmerman. Uh, his, his nickname used to be Putsi. So uh, it's, it's no surprise to people who follow global affairs. Now, H.G. Wells himself, who was all for this and who wasn't completely at the top in the know, he was simply a propagandist for those at the top. And he wrote on behalf of the elite. But when he made his own visit to the, the Soviet Union, when the Bolsheviks took over, he did complain, he says, my, my one, the one thing I didn't like about it was that all the top positions, right down to the, to the street level, really were filled by uh, primarily Jews. But they were part of this particular revolutionary uh, group funded by Britain, the Young Hebrew Group. We'll be back with more after these messages. Oh. News, politics, cover-ups, government corruption. You're listening to We the People Radio Network. WTPRN. 
learn what, like with Cutting Through the Matrix and online with Mohammed, who was talking about the Soviet Union and the ex-Soviet Union, really, and the successors of the, the wealth and the power who are becoming exceedingly rich. And I was going into some of the history that started off the revolutionary groups. Now, all of the young Turks, the young Hebrews, and all the other young, the young Italians and so on, were all revolutionary groups that were set out. Uh, the, the Turkish ones were to fight within the Ottoman Empire and overthrow it from within. That was part of the strategy. And uh, they went out uh, abroad too and acted as assassins. And it was one of them that killed the Archduke Ferdinand that kicked off World War I by assassinating him in Yugoslavia. But they were all headed, these, these groups, these groups by the Royal Institute for International Affairs because Cecil Rhodes and, and his group had started off uh, these young societies and they picked the, the groups within every nation that had the biggest chip on their shoulder, didn't fit in or were excluded from society and put the, the seed in there of revolution and then promised them financing and backing and training, which they did. They got it from London and they became the bosses uh, helping overthrow various governments and then putting themselves into power but still being subservient to the main ones in London the secret society as it was called then so does that help with your, your questions uh, Mohammed? exactly yes yes you you do you did cover it exactly uh, because always you talk uh, because you have very 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 knowledgeable person and uh, uh, whatever you say that we love it to hear it and especially when you break down things uh, in the uh, in the good manners, always. Uh, and if it's possible, I, I can talk about Binazibuto's uh, issue. Yeah, if you're quick, yeah. Uh, I would like to talk about Binazibuto's, which was the primatier for what is going to have come for the Iran situation. Uh, we we will uh, before the new year. Binazibuto was uh, martyred uh, by one uh, person that was uh, having gone uh, three bullets on her, and the next person to him, it was the uh, bomber that, uh, suicide bomber. So it, yeah. it's like, like, like 24. Like these people, they don't know each other. Each one yeah. has something to do uh, with, uh, with that. And it's very weird that uh, this happened. And uh, we remember Ahmad Shah, terror of Ahmad Shah. We remember that after that, uh, 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 Taliban took over, and then they uh, they break up. Uh, they broke up all the statue of the Buddha, Buddha uh, uh, in Afghanistan. And we, uh, we should, should remember of the terror of the John F. Kennedy. And all these things are, are, are prelude to something else which is going to come. And especially today, the Turkey, uh, there was a big bomb exploded, and the uh, stock market is down, and the uh, housing bubble is uh, going to be a, a massing of a lot of banks, and, uh, you know, economic is so bad. I mean, yeah. the North American Union is going to come, and uh, there are lots of things, and especially Iran war uh, still is intact. I strongly believe that Iran war is coming. I would like to know your opinion, please. Oh, I'm sure of it. This, this is the time of chaos when all that, must, all that was is to be destroyed to make room for that which is new. 
Uh, and that means we're really going to go through uh, incredible uh, scenarios with war, uh, financial collapse, and a whole, probably even hit with the avian flu at the same time. And governments all across the world will, will all come into one along the same agenda and bring out a new society at the end of it with a much reduced population and a completely new way of living. That, that is what the agenda is all about. But, but chaos must happen first to destroy the old systems. And, and so uh, about Iran war uh, still is intact, and I strongly believe oh, yeah. that the yeah. Unity 86 is the Iranian maneuver on February of the 2008 that is going to be happening. I think it's going to have something like Wolf of Tonkin, and uh, as a result, what will happen, uh, they see that Iranian uh, have down one of the ships, and then the war would start at February. That's, that's, it, won't, it won't take much. It won't take much real or contrived that won't matter to the public. It'll be presented as a hostile act, and it will start off, yeah. Exactly. Very simple. Exactly. Yeah, very simple. Yeah, thank you very much but, indeed, and you're happy in New Year, and God bless you all. And take care, yeah. Now, we've got Kelly on the line. Are you there? still there, Kelly? Yes, I am, Alan. Um, I'd like to thank you for taking my call. I've been... Uh, Studying the materials that you got, and I'd just like to tell the listeners out there, if you don't got them, get them, because they all enhance each other. They really do, from the MP3s to the books to the DVD. It's all very interactive, and it's, I feel it's opened my mind to seeing reality. And that's, I'd just like to throw a plug out there. And yeah, thanks, I, I, enjoyed it. I enjoy them a lot. Yes, it's, it's different. It's a different style. And it's trying. It, you actually find your mind starts working as you read it. This is designed that way. Yes, and then going out into the world, it's like I'm starting to see things in a different manner. I'd like to just exactly. make a quick observation. I went to the movies with my girlfriend this past weekend, and we saw I Am Legend, and then we snuck in because you know it's so expensive. We went to go see that National Treasure. Yeah. And in the I Am Legend, it's basically a lot of movies about diseases are going on. All these zombies and all that yep. stuff's going on. However, at the very end, the, the woman makes it to the encampment, and before they decided to go, they had said that it would take a day to get there. And at the very end, she just says, on September 9th, 2012, he discovered the cure. And then in my mind, I'm going, wait, it took them a day to get there, which was September 10th, and so then she presented them with the cure on September yep. 11th. That's right. And, I, and nobody... <laughs> I've talked to people, did you pick up on that? They're like, no, I didn't even notice. Yeah. And then in that national treasure, the bad guy who ends up being a martyr, saving them, he mm -hmm. at one point says, I am a direct descendant of Albert Pike. And I'm like, I uh, heard that name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right in the movie. And then they didn't even go into that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Direct that's, descendant that's, of that's, Albert Pike. And I was like, oh, my God, Freemason from way back in the 18th uh -huh. whatever. I just uh, it, it's it. comical. It's comical, isn't it? It's so comical that the public haven't a clue, uh, and yet they can get mocked by Hollywood uh, all yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah, all the I'm time. Right. So then I'm seeing other movies that I've seen in the past in a different perspective, and it's just mind-boggling. It's great. It, it truly yeah. is. It truly is when you see what they put right in front of your face all the time. It sure uh, is. It's a form of mocking the public, and, and they do it so well. <laughs> and with music. The music reinforces beliefs about heaven and hell, about good and bad and love and hate. It's amazing. Anyway, I do have a question. Uh -huh. 
No, you've talked about credit and debt, and they've given us bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. Now, why would they give us a solution for that? Wouldn't they want us to keep stuck at our jobs, keep working to pay all this stuff up? Why would they offer? Well, the, the time's coming. The time's coming when when they won't need. Uh, number one, they don't need the, the big population that we have today. They don't need that worldwide, right. including yeah. China. I mean, China will be um, reduced as well in size because they'll only have to produce for the elite, not the whole world. And, uh, and so they, this brave new world scenario, I find too that guys like Bertrand Russell wrote about it, where they, there'll be a big, big crash at the right time, and governments across the world will simultaneously dish out credits. They'll, they'll go into an automatic uh, yeah. uh, system. And, and about credits. Yes. It's all about, the credits will take over, and you can't save up. So Because at the bottom, there's only going to be an elite class, a technocratic uh, class, uh, a scientific class, and, and then beneath that, the masses. That's going to be the classes. And for the masses, you'll, you'll all get these credits. You can't save them up. You'll be stuck at the same uh, level of existence for the rest of your life. And that's a system that they want to ideally bring in for themselves, but with, as I say, with a much reduced population, who will who be so shell-shocked with all the things that have been happening, uh, they'll go along with it. Because we're in for a crisis and chaos, one thing after another, very shortly in rapid succession. Yes, and I'm finding myself, I can't talk to people about politics or religion. Oh. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> no, 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 there's no point. There's no yeah, point. Funny. Yeah. yeah. You know, if I want to talk is. about what was yeah. on TV last week or the sports game, or the, you know, but I'm just not interested in that anymore, you know? It's, it's the dead. You see, these are called, the, the elite call them the profane. It means those in the darkness. Right. The ones who have swallowed the world as is presented to them, who have no opinions, who, who are not thinkers. Yeah, and right. most people, I kid you not, they, they, they really cannot think for themselves, and they don't want to think for themselves. Yeah, I was there. I was there, yeah. and I didn't even realize I was there. <laughs> yeah, well, most of, them, most of them truly will, will, will fight you to the death uh, rather yeah. than wake up. And uh, yeah. that's, a, that's a sad thing to say, but it's true. And I say to people, and, and there's it's nothing more true than this, uh, be very careful if you want the truth, because there's a price to pay for it. Yeah. It's a price. Uh, but it's yeah, worth it. We've got a hunger for it. Uh, yeah, we have a hunger indeed. Yes. Yeah. Okay, thanks for calling. Yeah, thank you. I'm Hamish and myself up in Ontario, Canada. It's good night. And may your God, all your gods, go with you. <laughs> <laughs>